I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode of Drink of Ages Radio on ESPN 97.5. I'm John Denman, Tom Painter, co-host. What's going on, Tom? Well, we're back. It's another week. We survived Christmas. Oh, yeah. That Christmas did happen, sort of. 84-degree Christmas in yeah. Texas. Nothing like a good, you know, I don't even know what you call that. I mean, it's just, my friends are swimming in their swimming pool on Christmas. They open presents and go jump in their pool. Yeah, that's true. You know, last week we took a little drive. A little hour out, go see our friends at Paradigm, mm-hmm. Classic Brewery. That's a cool spot. This week we went a little further. We are, yeah, we did. We uh, actually hopped on an airplane, and you know what else do you do? You know, in between Christmas and New Year's, that time that you don't even know what day it is, and it's like, no, you go to Las Vegas, so you really don't know what day it is, and that's where we are. We're yeah, at Las we're, Vegas. We're at, we're at Abel Baker. So this is a, a, a kick-ass spot. Uh, I was here right before the pandemic hit. Um, the before then, times. The before times. And these guys had, had uh, just opened. But then, um, but yeah, but then uh, came back here two, three times over the summer. It's actually a picture. Of, we, have, we have a beer called Hop Solo. It says a picture of John's face and my face on it. There's a sticker on that. I've been sending the stage for you guys to get used to John's face. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you somewhere before. I don't know where. There's you know, a low bar for, uh, for the stickers that are allowed on there. So. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Sometimes I see some stickers on there. I'm like, how did this slide pass? Should we even have this here? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, it'll be fine. I, I, I think uh, every brewery should have some sort of sticker wall or place where that stuff gets like a zone. Yeah, yeah, so it's not everywhere else. Yes. Yeah, like exactly. a dedicated spot. <laughs> well, I we are it to be the silo though, but then Randy overruled me, which is probably a good idea cuz he could have got out of hand over there. Uh, <laughs> well, high. it'd be who can put it up the highest and that's when things get dangerous. <laughs> but we are at Abel Baker Brewing Company and our guest this week is Randy Rody and Matt Moreno. Nice to meet you guys. Thanks nice for coming to meet you guys. out again. Yeah, I mean, my first time. Actually, it's my first time to Las Vegas. I don't even know how that happened in my life. That me and my buddies never, like, growing up, didn't come out here or anything. But we never did. Uh, went down to Mexico a lot, but didn't make it over, you know, to Las Vegas. It seemed like it would have been a whole lot more fun before I was married. <laughs> yes. Uh, I was John, it was like, it's a, it's a, because we were going over places we should go. I was like, Vegas is great. Vegas is easy because it's, uh, it's like, a three-hour-ish less flight from Houston to Vegas. And then that airport is just like, it's pretty much just on the street. I mean, it's close. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's close. Uh, yeah, yeah, as we're flying in, I'm looking out the window. I'm like, hey, look, there, it's right there. And then we landed. Yeah, it's not like Denver. Where you land in Denver, you're like, am I in the right place? Yeah. Where's Denver? <laughs> it is not close. That's a strange airport, though. It's a nice one, but just some weird stuff in that it airport. looks like... Uh, Postmodern teepees in the middle of a field. And, uh, yeah, yeah. It's got the demon else. horse up front and all yeah, that. It's like, a strange one. It's a strange one. It's like you're leaving the whale's vagina as that train goes out. Yeah, it's very yeah. Very strange. <laughs> but it does have the really nice New Belgium tap room in one of the terminals. 
the last time I was there. So mm-hmm. That yeah, was it's a nice way to end it. Denver's an easy place, too. We go there quite a bit. We have friends that live there, so it's nice and easy. Just, you know, flights are normally like less than 100 bucks round trip. It's like, hey, man, let's just go to Denver for the weekend. Yeah. So it's a, it's a fun spot. Good can't little beer spot. I believe it's your first time here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It doesn't, like I said, uh, and my wife, when I told her, she's never been to Vegas. And so we were planning on going over uh, the end of last year. We're going to fly up here and then go to my, uh, Zion National Park mm-hmm. and do all that, but spend a few days in Vegas. And then we ended up canceling that trip, and uh, I forgot where we went. We went somewhere else for some reason. And uh, But she's never been, so and I'm like, oh, hey, by the way, um, next week I'm going to go to – Tom and I are going to Vegas to do the show. And she's, and she's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> Really? I don't think wives like uh, solo yeah, trips to over? Vegas by their husbands. She, <laughs> there's only been a, uh, she's never really said anything about anything ever until this one. She goes, hey, no hookers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, no hookers and no cocaine. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's like, wait, wait a minute. This, this <laughs> Vegas. On. Give me one out of two, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. This is, um, we've had a lot of great travel shows this year. We, uh, we, we, we we uh, hung out with Garrett over at Maui Brewing, mm-hmm. and then all the, the entire crew of, of uh, other half in New York. Yeah, that was good. That was fun. And so this is uh, last show of the year for us. So it is. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is a get ready for the New Year show. Uh, this this actually is New Year's Eve when this is when you're listening to this right now. So yeah, Abel Baker Brewing Company. Uh, when'd you guys open? Um, we opened the tap room um, in September of 2019, right before the pandemic hit. So that was fun. So yeah. around March, they were hitting their stride. Yeah, yeah we, were, we were rocking. <laughs> everything right. was great, and everything was going well. And then uh, all of a sudden, everything happened. But. Yeah, figured out all the, the, yeah. the you know the little issues that you have when you open up a new business and get all the kinks worked out. And you're like, all right, guys, let's go. And then no. Yeah, things were rocking, and then nothing. <laughs> So, so how long was it the brain development for? Like, whose who, whose brainchild is this? Well, we started the uh, we started the, oh, it, it actually started with my friends inviting me over to their house to brew some beer on the stovetop. Nice. And, uh, and you know, just kind of drinking, having fun in the house. And uh, the next thing you know, we're turning the two car garage into a brewery. You know, we have you know coolers on all three walls going around. It's and, amazing how when you start home brewing, how quickly you accumulate equipment. <laughs> Escalates quickly. Yes. I mean, it's the best hobby yeah. known to mankind by far. Oh, you're inviting your friends over. Oh, I would drink this. I would drink. Like, yes. I'm, like, I'm not yeah. bullshitting you. I would normally drink this. It's like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that, that happened like in 2014 when we were in the garage um, doing all that stuff. And then um, I think uh, we started entering beer festivals probably when we shouldn't have as a, you know oh, nice. home brewers. And uh, you know, serving our beer and people were digging it, and it was it was going well. And then uh, you know, we asked a lot of people, see if we could get investors. You know, got told no about a million times. You know, it's very yep. disheartening. You know, people just tell you no all the time. I got this great idea. You know, the beer's good. I swear. You know, but yeah. uh, um, no, no, no. And then Matt was director of brewing operations over at Joseph James in Henderson, and. Uh, he had mercy on us and um, did yeah, a little contract. We had extra tank space. So I was yeah. like, they, uh, I was 
consulting with them to try to help them because they had a place picked out, and then that fell through because of uh, I think the building wasn't up to snuff, so I couldn't get the loan. And it's like, well, we got extra tank space. Like you could brew the beer and get it out there at least, and then that'll help. And that's, that's, that's actually happened. a gigantic help. Yeah, no, that was, was really nice. It was good for both of us. So yeah, at the time we did have all that extra tank space, and uh, yeah, it worked out. And Joseph James is no more, and Abel Baker is rocking and rolling, so it was a good move for me, too. I was like, Man, I just want to go brew beer over here. I mean, if you yeah. would have said no, then none of this you know, yeah. could, have, could have happened. It yep. probably would have happened, but it, it would have been delayed, I think, maybe. Like, it, it definitely got to go. I think these Randy would have made it happen one way or the other, but it might have been a couple of years later, and he would have been starting up after the pandemic. So, so, so yeah. whose idea was, so, I mean, this tap room... So, so when I first came in March, it seemed very fully formed in terms of, in terms of like its brand, its identity, mm-hmm. like a lot of like ducks, the nuclear duck. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The, 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 uh-huh. So, where, where did all that come from? That all, uh, I was, yeah, that started just uh, from reading an old newspaper. Um, our other um, partners, like all the guys that we were brewing with, you know, were looking at the articles and talking about the, uh, you know, the test site and the uh, initial tests that were. Um, that had gone on out there and the initial tests were test Abel and Baker, Operation Ranger, out at the Nevada test site. And those were the first two atomic bombs that were dropped out at the uh, Nevada test site. So we thought that was, you know, a great name, just kind of all-American, made sense, you know. And uh, so we just kind of started running with it. And then, um, you know, back then they tested on animals, unfortunately. And, uh, you know, it's a mythology, but, um, you know, it says that the, uh, the duck was the only animal to survive the uh, test at the uh, test site. So oh, we just wow, kind of nice. took that and made it our uh, well, I'm staring directly at this like oil yeah. painting canvas of a... <laughs> Act- <laughs> yeah, well, actually, the guy, that, um, Donovan, who painted our silo, um, he does some really good work, and he did that as a gift when he did the uh, silo. He did a little oil painting of the uh, rubber duck. Silo. Really cool. It just Everything just seems very... Like, some people start when they start a tap room. Right, like it's just it slowly evolves over time, like everything. But the it's but like, that's also let's the, just get open like and get are. some tables in and serve some beer. And you go there, and you're like, okay, yeah, glad you're open. You know, but then you go back like a few years later, and it's like, hey, man, you guys decorated. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, no, this this place had the the branding from the get go, and that had nothing to do with me because I was just the one that wanted to brew the beer. I'm like, oh, you know. well, now I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that, that stuff makes it. <laughs> I mean, it tells a story to the brewery. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it, put, it, it puts meaning in the glass. <laughs> yeah, it ties things together. Yeah. People love it. The, the, the rubber duck thing is a weird, uh, I think Randy would say that was kind of a happy accident. Like, we give out the rubber ducks with every single uh, flight, and that's become taken on a life of its own. Like, we just unloaded two pallets of rubber ducks a couple weeks ago. I'm like, what is going on? 20,000 rubber ducks. That's a lot of yeah. rubber ducks. Two pallets of ducks that weren't on a pallet. They were all in individual boxes on a UPS truck. I'm like, his whole truck was rubber ducks. I'm like, why didn't they put these on a pallet? He's like, I don't know, man. He's like, how many boxes are there? He's like, 40-something? I'm like, what's going on? They, uh, yes, I have one of the rubber ducks in my, uh, one of your guys' rubber ducks in my living room. A little Vegas nook of stuff, and it's like Vegas, it's like number one or whatever for sort of the day, or whatever, however the hell that system works out. Like, now, there's a system. Well, now now the ducks have our actual um, name, they're printed on all the uh, ducks now. Branded so, ducks, yep, they're all branded. 
That's so. how you know you've made it as a brewery. I think so. <laughs> I mean, if you have if, branded if, ducks. If you have branded ducks, and you, you anyone can have a congratulations, guys. Oh, thank congratulations. you. Congratulations. <laughs> it's been a long, short journey to the label, the branded rubber Bert duckies. Bert and Ernie would be so proud of us right now. <laughs> but now you guys are a slave to it. Like, you, if you guys were ever in a situation, be like, oh, we can't get rid of the branded ducks. Yeah, it's oh, like there would be an uprising. <laughs> when like, we run out of ducks. Yeah, There's people, gonna be people say something. It. it happens sometimes, you know, <laughs> day or two without overducks. Yeah, it's like we either gotta we need to buy a new tank. We either gotta cut this guy over here, or we or, or we gotta <laughs> cut the ducks. What are we gonna do? We so can't like, well, cut the ducks. Well, Greg's gotta go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> we have to increase production, but we Greg's <laughs> like, I understand. Fortunately, Matt makes good beer, so <laughs> we might still run out here. of uh, <laughs> duck puns for beer names too, and that'll be a sad day. <laughs> Yeah, coming up with beer names is always difficult anyways. And you but. guys have a nice selection of like, what, like 34 beers on tap? Four? Yeah, we got <laughs> six sometimes. Sometimes we'll get up to six. But yeah, normally, gosh, I, I lose track of how many of them are ours, but we'll get up to as much as right around 30 of our own beers. And yeah. we'll have some guest taps, but, you know, we always have a cider. We don't make cider, so we have a cider. We have our root beer that we make that's always on there. A nitro cold brew, but then the rest of them are ours, and there's 34? 34 up there. We have, we have some well, mystery confusing tabs. Coffee. We don't have 13 up there, so like I get confused what the actual number is. Even I don't know sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's good to have nitro cold brew coffee on tap all the time. You know, Not just for the people here, but for everybody for that works brewers. here. <laughs> yeah, just, the staff drinks most up. of it, I think. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's worth every penny, though. It's, uh, yes, like, you're not going to, on money-wise, you're not going to see the money on that keg. Mm-mm. It's just going to, like, at very best, will break I know, Randy, Randy had a talk with me early on. He's like, you know, we're just breaking even on this. He's like, what's going on? I'm like, well, you're not losing money, right? Yeah, but no, you're getting more productivity like, right, so. out of people. So they're actually making money off of it. In, yeah, in so we, just, we settle on breaking faster. even with the uh, cold yeah. brew coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, whenever I put it on tap at my old bar, it wasn't really just for, it was mainly because I look at the, the bartenders, there's like, uh, I'm like, man, I hear Take a shot of cold brew. You know, just drink cold brew. Well, in the beginning, honestly, we didn't realize how strong they were making it, too. So we were drinking pints of it. Now I drink these little, <laughs> you know, five-ounce samplers of it because I, I didn't realize it. I'm getting so much done now. <laughs> Start shaking. Yeah. yeah. Sweating and shaking. Well, we ordered some cold brew uh, a while back at our brewery because all our brewers were drinking. We had, we had a coffee. We have a coffee stout. This is not the most efficient way to get the coffee. <laughs> That's like, true. He's like, I need a little pick me up. There's like, it's like, it's like, it's like seven percent beer, guys. But yeah, I was like, we can just order some cold brew. Yeah. And it's like, oh man, we're not gonna make any money off of it. This isn't about money. This is about our our operations team, not just like falling all over each other. <laughs> yeah, this is one of the few times we don't have a coffee beer up. Usually, we do have some kind of coffee beer on tap. So there's a. I guess, yeah, Infamy has some coffee, but usually we have, and it's it's like coffee chocolate, but usually we have a beer that's pretty heavy coffee. Uh, there's a lot of different beers up there, and I started off with the lager, which was really good. Then I went to the red IPA, and while I'm drinking that, you set this down in front of me, and when we get back, we're going to talk about this barrel-aged beer and what I'm drinking, and I think the show's is only going to improve after that. Yeah. But definitely on our end. Oh, yeah. The language might get a little rougher once that kicks in. Yeah, well, you know, that's where good editing uh, comes into play. So, all right, this is Drink of Ages. We're going to take a break. We're over at Able Brewing Company in Las Vegas, Nevada. We'll be right back. 
Weekends are a great time to check out Megaton Brewing in Kingwood. Jared, Chris, and the gang have created a badass place to kick back and enjoy a few beers. Big stouts, approachable sours, and plenty of hoppy brews are on tap at Megaton. Lots of space to hold your birthday party, corporate outing, or any event in one of the most unique tap rooms in the Houston area. Check them out on social media for their concert and event schedule. Megaton Brewery. Hope to see everyone at the vault. You may have noticed there have been quite a few changes at No Label, and they are steadily pumping out tasty brews. With their new head brewer trailer bringing in his West Coast brewing skills, taps have been flowing with lots of hoppy deliciousness like Cali Boy West Coast IPA. I'm real excited about what they're doing on the West Side. Top room is open seven days a week, very family and dog friendly. Make the short trip to Katie and see what is happening at No Label. Follow them on social media for events and beer releases. No Label Brewing Company. Key T Wellness, our friends down in Dickinson, is where you need to go if you're feeling sluggish, non-energetic, and non-motivated. Not just when you're hungover. Get to know your numbers. As we get a little older, our hormone levels change, men and women. Key T Wellness can help. Weight loss, hormone optimization, low testosterone, B12, Botox, and more. Stop in and tell them that you heard it on Drink of Ages and get a free B12 shot. KeyTWellness.com. Why not feel your best again? KeyTWellness.com. All right, welcome back to Drink of Ages Radio here on ESPN 97.5. Tom Painter, I'm Josh Dinman. DJ Muscratch is a producer, and we're hanging out at Abel Baker Brewery in Las Vegas, Nevada. The Apparently the marriage capital of the world, Sin City. Uh, I, along with the marriage, like probably the cause of most divorces in the world. Yeah. I don't know, man. There's, there's a lot to do around here. But so it's, you're on your way because they just, they just dropped uh, three barrel-aged beers off at the table, so... Yes, Matt Moreno, <laughs> Randy Rohde is our guest this week, and so yeah, we have three barrel aged beers. One that hasn't been released yet. Yeah, no, you have the the rye uh, barrels. So it's Rittenhouse rye barrels that we aged our um, honey dip, which is a year round beer for us. It's an imperial stout with honey and vanilla. Clocks in at eleven percent before the barrel, so. The barrel aged version we release every year on Valentine's Day because double barrel honey dips for lovers, man. Oh, but you guys are getting, you guys special. are getting like a, yeah, you're getting an early like almost two months early because uh, we got to bottle and package that stuff, so it's in the tank right now. So it will be packaged. Yeah, we do we do bottle this and uh, put it on draft here as well. But we oh, do nice. some wax dip bottles of this one and. We so we call it double barrel honey dip because we do bourbon barrels. This year it's Elijah Craig and also the Rittenhouse rye. So we try to do half rye barrels, half bourbon barrels, blend those two. That's the double barrel honey dip. But we also the one you're drinking is straight rye barrel. So we also do a small bottling of that and a small bottling of bourbon only. Okay. The main bottling and draft is both of those. I beers. need to talk to you when the show's over about holding some bottles over. I'm, I'm coming back here at the end of. <laughs> Uh, we can ship th- bottles here, though. Oh, we have that. We we're, we're allowed to ship bottles. I'm coming back here at the end of February for the, the rock and roll Vegas run, half marathon down the strip. Oh, okay, that's a good timing then. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it's like the last weekend of February. So perfect. We'll have some. We can. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have some then. We make enough. It lasts for a while. It doesn't last all year, but we, we we have it for a little while, and it stays on tap. We do enough to put it on, keep it on tap here for quite a while. And, the draft is always nice, but you know, bottles are bombers are cool. I bet the blending is fun. 
Like, how do you normally like <laughs> <laughs> like figure out that ratio? Because rye, rye definitely has a much bigger flavor than your your standard barrel. Yeah, we so we'll usually just for the blend, we'll usually make it easy and just kind of do a 50-50. Where it gets more interesting is when we're trying all the different bourbon barrels and all the different rye barrels. When you get the bottles, like this year, the bottles, the rye that you're drinking now is actually the rye that's going to be in the blend, but not the rye that's going to be in the bottles. Because we had one barrel we like better than all the others. That one's going to be the ones you get if you drink just the rye on tap or get the bottles. This one is the blend of the, the rest of all the rye, and the bourbons will go together. And we can do the same with the bourbon. I think there's one bourbon barrel that really stands out. We'll pull that first and bottle and keg that one separate. But the blend is usually, it's just all of them that taste good. And luckily this year there wasn't any barrel that didn't taste good. There was just some that were better than others. The whole thing with with barrel-aged beers and bottling is, you know, there's this whole mindset that you need to age it longer and everything. But it's like, man, you're releasing it because you think it tastes delicious right now. Will it be good later? Yes, but it also tastes really good right now. Yeah, no, we, one thing in the desert out here, it's so dry, we cannot age um, beers in barrels like some places do, or go more than a year, places do two years. If we did that, our barrel would be half empty because it's so dry and we get so much uh, evaporation that we, the sweet spot for us is like four to six months in a bourbon barrel. Otherwise, we'll physically have to top that barrel up, otherwise it'll just dry out and we'll get faster extraction. And what we'll try to do is plan on leave it in the barrel and then packaging it and then letting it set a while so it smooths out a little bit in the package not in the barrel because we don't want to get too much oxygen there too much evaporation and then the beer goes downhill if you're in a human environment um, where you guys are if you're in florida or san diego you can leave those beers in there for a lot longer it's just here we get there kind of some like of the best beers stage. that the breweries in houston area have put out are the ones they forgot about in the back of a warehouse that <laughs> sat there during the heat during the cold winter months and everything they're like cannot oh, man, be replicated cannot ever be <laughs> yeah. made again and it's like this beer is delicious yeah we're gonna i'm trying to move into more of topping we never have topped most people don't you don't top off bourbon barrels um that's more like a sour beer thing but out here, if you don't do that, you'll just ruin the beer. If you let it in there for a year, you'll evaporate. At least a quarter of that barrel will be evaporated, and then you get oxygen in there, and it turns to soy sauce. <laughs> no one wants a soy sauce bourbon barrel beer unless you're making sauce out of it. So, <laughs> so yeah, we got to get tricky out here. It's, it's, it's like that with the whiskey, too. Like in Denver, uh, those uh, Stranahan and those guys found the same thing like there's so much evaporation that they have to account for that when they're aging their whiskeys because when it's dry out you know it just it's gone yeah but wouldn't that also i mean it, it speeds it up the aging speeds up the aging yeah. and raises the abv of everything yes yeah, it does so that that helps us out just we just have to be careful and uh, not leave it in there too long yeah it's definitely dry last you know sitting there last night i'm just i wake up and I'm like Ugh. <laughs> water lip balm yeah it's never very humid here for very long so you get used to it when you live for a long time it's oh, normal like but if, you, if you're just visiting i'm sure you can yeah. just wake up with a dry throat and eyes and everything yep <laughs> well i started in the summer with uh uh with the, with a buddy and the co-owner of the brewery that i work at and then he uh it was like 130 degrees here or something something like 120 it was like 
wild. They're like, Garrett's like, oh, but it's like a dry heat. I was like, it's still heat. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what, are you, what are you like? And it's like stinging your face. <laughs> it's like an air fryer. You know, it kind of works in that same same idea, right? The wind blows. It's dry just heat. A, it's just a different type of it's misery. It's like someone, when I first moved out here from Ohio, I was like, came from Ohio. It's like, I told my friends, like, if someone's like following you around with your sister's hair dryer, just blowing constant. it on your, blowing in your face all the time. It's windy and it's hot and it's dry. Man, Randy, are you from Vegas? I'm from California originally. I've been out here for over 20 years, so pretty much, yeah. yeah. It's been a long time. What what brought you out to Vegas? What was? Uh, I had a, a buddy from high school um, that was living out here, and I just had graduated college, and um, you know, came out here and visited. And he's like, "You should come and move out here. It's fun." You know, of course, it's it's just a big party. It sounds like fun. You know, and I was, I was, uh, you know, I think I was twenty three at the time. Yeah, and so I came out here and I slept on my buddy's couch and got a job and was partying it up, you know, and had a lot of fun and you know, <laughs> didn't yeah. last too long, but well, uh, I don't know. Like I said, man, I, I I missed out on those single days of being in Vegas, so I can only imagine living here, what what it was like. I don't know if you want to get into those stories now because you might have family <laughs> listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I moved. So I moved out here in ninth. I started ninth grade here in high school, and that was culture shock because I went from a town, a farm town of two thousand people, to a high school of two. What part of Ohio? I'm northeast Ohio, so it's Bristolville, Ohio. It's about forty-five minutes uh, southeast of Cleveland. Okay, and close to Amish country. Like you know, we had one stoplight in town. Not too far from the Hall of Fame, then. Yeah, from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, not too far from there. Uh, go see Browns games, and mm-hmm. yeah, Cleveland was close enough. But yeah, it was a small town. Still is a small town. It hasn't gotten any bigger. And moved out here. And it's like, it might have gotten smaller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's, that's, the, way, that's the way it typically works. <laughs> yeah. Small towns get smaller. Big cities get bigger. But I moved up to Salt Lake when I turned 20, and then I'm like, I'm not turning 21 in Salt Lake. I was up there for about six years. So I came back for my 21st uh, birthday to Vegas and uh, that was fun. I was waiting at Holy Cow, that was the first brewery, uh, brew pub in town. And I was waiting there at midnight till midnight hit when I turned 21. And then, of course, the first beer I ordered, they were out of. And the second one I ordered, they blew halfway through my pint. <laughs> it's not <laughs> What's going on here, Trust guys. me, it's meant to be. Just pour me something. But yeah. Salt Lake City is a fun town, but um, yeah, not, not if you really want to go out and have a really fun party night. It's not a good beer town. It is not. But there's a lot of, like, that's when I was homebrewing, and the homebrewing community there is huge because you can only get 4% beer. Well, now, I guess they've changed. I don't keep up on it, but when I was there, it was 4% was the max. That was you max. You get on draft. Yep. I think that's still, that, maybe they raised it to 5 I don't know. But that was yeah. the first time in my life that I saw pasties, and no, it really threw bar. me off. <laughs> it, I, was like, I was like, what? What? Uh, let's leave. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm a, done. This is a strip club, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they have they, they, yeah weird laws there. They, I think if you have the the pasties, you could have alcohol. You can uh, you you can have but alcohol. If you wanted to go to a strip club with no alcohol, then you could get rid of the pasties. That's it. So yeah, strange. Uh, you got to pick your it's, poison. It's a pleasure <laughs> punish, a pleasure punishment system, right? <laughs> like, what are you looking for? Well, you can't get drunk. It's a strange town. A strange town. There's a lot of good beer up there, but the you're limited. You're very limited on what you can brew. When you're making an IPA and it's four percent, then you feel like you're you're sold your soul a little bit. 
It's not really an IPA, but <laughs> it's not an IPA. I mean, it's kind of the same session line. IPAs before they were a thing. Yeah, it was yeah. all in Utah. You know, I, I, I kind of, I mean, I, I get them. Session IPAs, you know, basically just a good hoppy light beer. But you know, could they be called something else? Yeah, it was a big deal to go to Wyoming and get a high point keg and bring it back for a party, and then you would be a hero if you had a like you would be a hero if you brought back Sierra Nevada Pale Ale because that was five percent. Yeah, like, you still would like, be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. that'd be delicious. Like, what? Man, yeah, Salt Lake City, it is a funny town. Uh, snowboarding up in that area quite a bit. And it's always, it used to be like, Salt Lake City, woo. Now it's like, yeah, man, let's just go to the mountains. <laughs> we'll stop by the liquor store on the way, pick up stuff, and just go, yeah. Getting a lot of yeah. snow right now. You can get, yeah, people are freak out when they come to Vegas. They're like, oh, you can get liquor 24 hours a day. You can go into a grocery store and get uh, bourbon <laughs> at midnight. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not against it at all, but would I be alive today if Texas was like that? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Just, I don't know, but it is <clears throat> being able to uh, uh, get what you want 24 hours a day. I mean, I don't know. Here, here's also the other scenario: is that like, like Vegas is a 24-hour city anyway. So you have people that are getting off of work at midnight. You're getting you have people yeah. getting off of work four o'clock in the morning. So yeah, why can't they celebrate? You get spoiled when you go to other places and the stuff shuts down early. You're like, what? You can't get no, all right. But then you're like, well, I did do that I really for years. Need to be able to get bourbon I, 24 hours a day. I got off at two o'clock in the morning for over a decade out here, and you know. You just get off, and it's that's your normal time. You go out and have some drinks, and yeah, watch sun come up, and go to bed for a little while. Yeah, you don't feel like you're in another reality or something like working a night shift or anything. Because what is night really? Well, I, I worked a night shift way back in the day, and so I'd get off at seven o'clock in the morning, and the only places that were open were ice houses, and so we'd go to the ice house, and then people would just like dirty eye you, like it's it's eight o'clock in the morning, you guys are drinking beer. It's like man, just go to church, go do whatever whatever you need to do, you know, just leave us alone, quit judging. Yeah, well, so like years ago, uh, John John had opened a bar and like we were like it was like a like a small bar outside downtown Houston, and we we're trying to we were, we were trying to crack the whole. Uh, like, hey, there needs to be a place for first responders to go when they get off shift. And like, there you go. Uh, because we don't have a 24 <laughs> 7 dr- yeah. drink culture. But, like, you know, there's, there's people, all night nurses and all night, like, you know, police officers. Or, like, there's a lot of people that work night shifts, but they don't get to have a night life. <clears throat> yeah. So, where they go to have a beer, you know, besides home. Yeah. And or they go to these breakfast places that serve mimosas, and <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. Get hooked on mimosas. <laughs> yeah, we are not open 24 hours here, but there are, uh, don't quote me now because it's pan- post-pandemic, but there's breweries like Big Dogs, I believe is, when I worked there, it was open 24 hours, and that wow. was cool. Ellis Island, same thing, Main Street Station, uh, yeah, open, you could get beer 24 hours. The only thing about that I found challenging was the word post-pandemic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what things are like there. I don't know what their hours are. <laughs> what I've learned about uh, like a lot of breweries that, that I know is the taps flow 24 hours. It might not be open. That's true. <laughs> the taps do if flow. someone's here, yeah, the taps are open. Yeah. You got to mm-hmm. do quality control. Always. Are, are like, there, are, there are times our tap room team will be like, you know, 
taps close like 10, 11, and then, then like, yeah, sometimes you're hanging out there or whatever, and then like, you're drinking, and then whatever. And then it's like, oh shit, guys, uh, tap room team comes in like 4.30, like 5 a.m., we need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> this is going to look bad. <laughs> <laughs> yep. The, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, are you guys like a, what, like, when does the operations come in to, to get going? Um, so we're open now at 11.30 a.m. for the tap room, and then I'm never here at closing. What do they, they have, like, some, some leeway in that, but it's, like, close at 11, 11 on uh, weekdays and um, midnight on the weekends. When does the brewing happen? The brewing happens, like, we'll do double brews, too, but we'll start if we're doing double brews, like, like, 6. 30 a.m. something like that and then if we're doing Del Riz we can be here like till 8 p.m. sometimes just depends no. try to do everything earlier in the earlier in the day but yeah so most of the brewing stuff happens from like 8 to like 5 but then if we're doing double brews we can be here later which isn't as fun since our uh, brew house is right here in the tap room and and then you got customers when this place is packed and you're trying to do grain outs and people are asking you a bunch of questions. Oh, and yeah. You hate not to like answer them and be friendly, but at the same time, you're like, <laughs> it was like I, I really just need to put this in there like in the next I'm 15 working, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, you know, it's like going to the zoo, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we did it on purpose. Don't we knew feed we did. the animals. Like, yeah, it's, it's going to be like, it's not ideal for the brewers to have the space open like this, but Great for the Vegas needs like, Vegas needs more uh, interactive brewing locations and that was a big thing when we opened this place there wasn't anything like this we went down to san diego and we're like why is there nothing like this in vegas and you know we basically like stole their ideas of how to set up the brewery and then the branding is all ours but you know we're kind of like right, take all the best things we see out exactly of well that, that's, that's do how you do things right which yeah. it'll be a great topic for when we get get back from break so just go into like the beer scene in, in vegas yeah, 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 definitely. Because uh, we're we're here, you know, for a little bit, so need to find out where else we need to go visit. And so that's a good good point, Tom. Let's take a break. Uh, we still have beers in front of us. We're going through these barrel aged beers, so we're gonna sip on some of these. And when we get back, we'll talk about these barrel aged beers. Uh, we're at Abel Baker Brewing Company in Las Vegas. This is Drink of Ages. Stay tuned. <laughs> Good beer drinkers, this is John Denman from Drink of Ages Radio inviting you out to Spindle Tap Brewery. Less than 15 minutes north of downtown, Spindle Tap is making some of the best beers around. IPAs, double IPAs, lagers and stouts, definitely going to find your next favorite beer. Come out and be ready to play though. Nine hole championship putt-putt, basketball court, baseball and kickball field, disc golf, or just kick back in the air-conditioned tap room. Great food, excellent beers, and a badass time. Check out Spindle Tap Brewery, Spindle Tap, that's T-A-P, SpindleTap.com. G'day sports fans, Sean from Platypus Brewing, located right here in Houston. We're very crafty here at Platypus Brewing, not your average brewery, but offering something for everyone, and inviting you to join me for a few brews, some tasty grub, and very excited to announce our new liquor and craft cocktails with a full bar. Happy hour Tuesday to Friday, sports on the tellies, large covered patio, both family and dog friendly, 1902 Washington Avenue, just a stone's throw from downtown. Platypus Brewing, brewed with Texan heart and Australian soul. Platypus Brewing. It's time to get on the highway to Hemp Vodka. 
Highway Vodka, Texas's first hemp-based vodka and black-owned distillery, is already on the highway to Houston's best vodka. Trust me, I make it. I'm Cody Fuller, the lead distiller of Highway Vodka. Our award-winning vodka is made out of three simple ingredients, hemp, corn, and water. We distill it six times, keeping only the hearts of the run, meaning no hangovers. You can find Highway in all the major liquor stores. Get on the highway and find out more info at highwayvodka.com. This is Drink of Ages Radio. We are back, and we're hanging out at Abel Baker Brewing Company in Las Vegas, Nevada. Our guest, Matt Moreno, Randy Rohde, and now Kevin Lingley is joining us. So welcome, Kevin. Hello, hello. Uh, we, we went through a lot of the barrel-aged beers that last segment, but we, we really didn't talk about them that much, but they were all pretty excellent. They are all pretty delicious, yeah. We can talk about those, and... Uh, so you guys had Infamy, you had the double barrel uh, rye barrel honey dip off the tank. Which is you yet had, to come out. Yeah, it's not coming out till uh, Valentine's Day, because that's for lovers. <laughs> it's the kind of beer that'll make you a lover, even if you don't feel lovey when you started <laughs> drinking it. The Infamy, which is a blend, which we also throw cocoa nibs and locally uh, roasted coffee beans on. Um, so yeah, no, we have fun with the barrel-aged beers. Though. We, do, we do so many of them because people love them here. So it's always, uh, we have more of a problem keeping up with them. We Literally, people like them so much that we don't have enough space in the back to keep enough barrel-aged beers on tap. So uh, They're fantastic. They're certainly priming John and I up for wherever we go after this, which has been a topic of debate between breaks <laughs> uh, of, as the conversation goes so I've been on the street a few times and there are like it's like it is like the brewery street right like yeah brewery yeah, it row. is it's now brewery yeah, in row. the last like two years like it feels like the city's embraced it like is there city signage that's like yeah no the city has definitely uh, embraced the brewery theme the arts district has expanded they've turned this main street where we're on into a one-way which makes it way more pedestrian friendly they put up these nice lights there's electric bikes there's uh, more parking and it's just it's just a great spot now like we're we're at the end so like if you've come to vegas uh the stratosphere is the end of the strip for anyone that knows vegas the stratosphere is the it's the north end of the strip. Like once that you're done, but well, sometimes the end is just yeah. the beginning. Well, Two blocks down, yeah, and here beginning. we are, and then that's where you start Brewery Row, and then you hit Nevada Brewworks, Huddle. You keep going. You hit Hopnuts Craft House has a little tap room. Um, you got Good Pie, which is like a phenomenal pizza joint. Um, Esther's Kitchen. Yeah, Soul Belly. Soul Belly, which is between Nevada Brewworks and Huddle, and yeah, there's just so much good stuff going up, and you hit Main Street Station, has a brewery in there, and then Tanay Creek is only a couple miles from here, so there's so much good stuff, like, right downtown, um, yeah, it's it's hard to say where to go. Um, Tanay Creek is one of the original breweries in town that used to be way north, they moved downtown, um, 
they're kind of the OGs. They do a lot of more classic styles. They don't dabble too much into the hype beers. But if you want a really good Pilsner, Pale Ale, um, they're getting heavy into the barrel aged stuff. Their God of Thunder is one of the beers. The most, one of the most guest tap beers we've ever had here is their God of Thunder, which is a Baltic Porter. Nice. That they they barrel age also. So yeah, if you're if you're down in this area, hit up Tanea Creek and. So is uh, so is the Vegas since you guys have, we're talking about this, uh, but since you guys have come here, like the scene is what exploding, like. Is the Las Vegas beer surge, craft beer surge, on right now? Like with breweries opening? Yeah, no, I would say so. Yeah, since we uh, opened up here, then after we opened up here, then Huddle, Nevada Brew Works, Beer District. So that's three, like right on the same street within like a mile have opened up. And there's always talk of more, so you never know. But yeah, Vegas is Vegas is behind the times, so. I'll ask Kevin because Kevin Kevin keeps up on stuff a little more than I do. But yeah. well, I mean, yeah, like he said, we're we're in our youth stages, you know, compared to the you know the country as a whole. But uh, we have, I think, I think we're up to eighteen breweries in in the valley overall. Uh, Henderson has the booze district, and they and they have you know uh, Astronomy Ale Works, Bad Beat, Craft Houses breweries over there, uh, and then North Fifth just opened up north. So, um, you know, we're starting to spread out throughout the valley, but uh, we are growing out here and, and starting to get on the map and get noticed. Um, you know, I, I do all the social media, so I start to see getting tagged from people that have traded and got our stuff on the East Coast or, or uh, we've been in Norway or Matt has a friend. Um, what, what Netherlands. Netherlands, yeah, Netherlands. We got our uh, second anniversary beer out into Amsterdam. So. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. That was pretty exciting. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, it's, it's, it's just one bottle it. of it. We're international but now, bro. It, that sounds like like a like a trip that the company needs to make. Hey, hey, we're in Amsterdam now. We I'm need to go to Amsterdam. Too. Right, and send that. the and send the marketing guy there. Right, yeah. Well, which is going to be very strange because you guys are like. Hey, we're a brewery in the middle of the desert, and then all of a sudden you get tagged with like, "How did a bottle end up all the way over here?" Like, <laughs> so, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, too. I'm gonna have to interject a quick, uh, quick like personal story. So, uh, when I started home brewing before I got into professional brewing, um, I met this guy from the Netherlands. Him and his brother. His brother's getting married. We go back. He's like, "You need to come." I'm like, "All right, I'm coming to the wedding." So we brewed a batch of beer in the in the Netherlands. Served it at his brother's wedding out there, and we put it in a barrel. Like, we bought a new cast-sized barrel. Served out there. We got a bunch of girls flip-tops over there. We had to, took about 15 minutes of him convincing the store owner to sell us back, because there you get deposits on the girls flip-top bottles. We got them back. It's like, we're making homebrew. We need these empty bottles. We cleaned them up and did them. And uh, served it at the wedding, and that, that was, a, like, a big deal. And, yeah, so that's, like, 90... 97 that's, that's <laughs> pretty good <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, so and now and then he's the guy that took our second anniversary beer back to the netherlands sends me a picture of it holding it in front of the bar. I'm like it's, a, it's the circle of life bro it's pretty sweet <laughs> circle of beer i haven't had a i mean just just like grosh i haven't had a grosh in a long time it was it was impressive when i went over there i drank it for the first time like Dude, this doesn't taste right. He's like, oh, yeah, it's because they serve it in a brown bottle over there. I'm like, it doesn't taste like skunk. I'm like, why doesn't this taste like weed? That's why I like girls. 
over there it's not skunky. I'm like, go figure. I'm like, jeez. Oh, I'm like, I had to have a new appreciation of it. I'm like, oh, it is good. It just doesn't taste like skunk it just anymore. Just doesn't taste the same. <laughs> it's not the same. Yeah, Grosch is one of those that uh, reminds me of like my 17, 18 year old. <laughs> so, yeah, drinking good beers. Yes, I was gonna say I, I probably haven't had a girl since high school. Yeah, I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but no. And if you were a real home brewer, you loved Grolsch bottles. Mm. Like, I'll ride Grolsch all day long. I don't have to cap. I just flip, flip it. <laughs> Every once in a while, I have to replace a little sill. Yeah, sometimes they don't work, but <laughs> and you got to replace them. But they're the best. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool, man. Uh, a lot of history for like a little short period of time with you guys. So. Um, yeah, I feel like it's. Done. I do feel like this brewery is a weird concentration of, of uh, I don't know, like branding and ideas and with what Randy and and put into it. Like it's, I don't know. There's like it's, there was a lot that happened to like make this place happen, and it was unlike a lot of other breweries locally. I'll speak only for locally. Like, like this brewery, like when it this tap room opened up, it was like fully formed. Like the. That branding and everything was off the hook and ready to go. We weren't trying to figure shit out. We were just trying to, like, basically, we were trying to get open. Like, a lot of places try to get open and then figure it out. We figured it out, and then we were just trying to get open. <laughs> yeah. And then got so. shut down right after. Yeah, and then, yeah. Yeah, then we got shut down. Yeah. Yeah, welcome Damn to Damn you, the Obama, times. Trump, like, Biden, and Bush. <laughs> but getting, 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 basis. Getting, shut down, getting shut down did allow us to grow in package. Uh, you know, packaging the beer and stuff because we were forced to do that. And so at that time, we, uh, well, we had like five, maybe five packaged beers or something. I mean, yes, uh, the lockdown was a great test of strength for anyone on the marketing end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because and it was almost your only voice. Yeah, no doubt, because no one was coming to the tap room. And what's cool, we have so many people switched to like, hey, we're going to start canning and packaging and trying to get beers into people's hands, you know, the best you can. I well, I'll give a shout out, too, to Mobile West, the guys, the mobile canners that um, we use until we got our own can line for the first most of the time since we've been open. They saved our ass, and we'd been using them even when we were a contract brewing. When your five-year uh, plan becomes your first-year yeah, plan. Yeah, they, those guys <laughs> yeah. were great because they were like, we we're like, all right, we got all these beers we got to brew and they like they give us the they shrink wrap our cans they could they came out here and helped us can everything and kept us alive basically so like we had to turn on a dime like everybody else and we're just like all right now we're gonna can man that was one word that i heard pivot pivot right that, that, that was pivot. like just that that yeah should have put stock in that word yeah. yeah, well, yeah. Friends, friends, friends really made that, that all, word. All the breweries I've talked pivot. to the past year, like, you could have said, say, pivot, 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 pivot. And, and no matter where you go, we're talking to breweries in New York, Hawaii, here, Texas. Yeah. Like, everyone, every, every place is, is trying to com combat COVID in their, in their different ways. And everything is like, who the hell knows, like, what's right or wrong, and pivot, pivot, pivot. Yeah. Yeah. And what's going to happen next? Well, it's yeah. adap adapt or die. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. so you start hand labeling cans, and the, there you are. Right, but it, you know it, it's it doesn't just keep the business open; it keeps people working too. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So um, there's there's positive, there's a silver lining, you know. Yeah, that and also you guys recently got top brewery in Las Vegas. We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, pretty uh, La, yeah, Las Vegas Weekly. We're we're voted, so it's cool. Um, because it was a legitimate, you know, fan-voted thing. Um, 
we got the notification without even knowing, you know, we didn't we didn't promote it. It wasn't something that we pushed. It was a legitimate win. So it's really cool. And, uh, you know, we, we just put up a billboard. It just went live yesterday. And uh, that's we we pushed that, you know, because we're proud of that. It's awesome. Yeah, it should be. Right. Right. So, you know, it's something that we're proud of. Um, and we we put it on an ad. We have an ad in the Raiders program. And so we have it on there. You know, we display it. That's something to be proud of. And so it's cool to come out of, you know, opening, shutting down, pivoting, right? And then winning that award coming out of it. So it's cool. Well, so far, I have not had a beer that I would not drink more of. And <laughs> they've all been really good. The The triple IPA is the last one that I had. And what was the ABV on this one? That one's 10%. Yeah, that one. Uh, and you're getting the last of uh, the last keg of that. And, and, and you drank it all, so yeah, I, I, I know. Now, I was so supposed to make this way that, to the yeah, end of the segment, beer has but been uh, like a favorite. And the the guys from Tanea Creek, which I mentioned, that everyone should check out, they freaking love that beer, and they don't like hazies or make hazies out there. But like, we do love your freaking your uh, triple IPA. So the other day, like we were borrowing some from them, and. They're like, you got any more cans of that? I'm like, no. It's the bionic well, duck, can, in case anybody's wondering the name. The bionic <laughs> duck. The bionic duck. Uh, so, Tom, you've been here before. This be my fifth time here. Is is this, John, is this your first this time? This is my first time. This is your first time. Yes. So you haven't had anything nope. yet? Okay. How's so this guy been new. to Vegas five times? Or did he just come my, here five times in one trip? This is my first time to <laughs> Vegas, first time here. This is my fourth time here this year, and then my first time to Vegas was... Was right before the pandemic hit. So, so uh, 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 truth be told, I'm also a, uh, a small part owner of a place called Blood Brothers Barbecue. That is part of Resource World, and so once we did, once we were there, we I was there for the launch of that, and then all of a sudden it was like you should get no label beer up somewhere, and so I've been coming back on like research missions, like how do I, how would I even make that happen, to, just to get beer into one casino yeah well i know one place you could get a desk guest tap (laughs) (laughs) not a bad plan (laughs) yeah we uh so but every time i'm here this is like for me it's like almost like a religion like i have to make my my mecca trip to to abel baker hit your spots yeah yeah it feels like home every time i'm here like it just it has that it's there's something about being in a John and I years many years ago. John and I were in Hawaii, and it was great. It was the island. It was the beach. It was the ocean. But then uh, we finally we uh, the first time John ever invited me to get to guest host on a show. We like we went to a brewery, but like as walking that brewery, I felt like home. I felt like oh, the smell is right, the taste is right. The, there's a certain uh, culture of people. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, and it's just like. And then John's wife was like, oh, John, you're going to be here for hours. And I was like, it's true. Yeah. Well, what Tom's talking about is uh, we did a show. We were in Maui, and we all went to Hawaii and uh, saw by a brewery. Unfortunately, they're no longer open, but uh, it, we had such a great time you know, hanging out there doing the show from that brewery. But, but when you oh, walk open. in. They switched owners. They, they just switched owners. That's yeah. right. Yeah, they switched. Uh, but when you walk into a brewery, also you're like, ah. Yeah, it just feels good. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know exactly like what you're talking about, like industry talk, and like this, everything's right. And yeah, I don't know. Oh, always at home at a, at like 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 at a craft brewery. 
and this is like for me what I think about when I think about Vegas and I think about like like craft brew and I think about this place. I mean, and it, like we were talking between breaks about like you know someone shouldn't really hide their tanks. Some tap rooms do, and like it just it kind of takes away from that kind of experience. And these tanks are, I mean, they're looking me in the eyes right now. <laughs> well, since we started the show, uh, we we walked in. There was nobody here, and now the place is packed. So, I mean, there's literally a line. Yeah, there's a line for <laughs> yeah, people well, to get been, here. It's been, uh, yeah. Now, I mean, that's how we designed this place. I felt like we designed it because there wasn't anything like this in Vegas, and I don't think anyone would argue with me about that. And I think up to this point, there's still not a better place in Vegas for a taproom brewery experience than we've created here. So we definitely raised the bar. And, and like I said, we freaking went on the shoulders of, like, we go down to San Diego. And, like, it's, like there's so much cool stuff there. And, like, why isn't there something like this in Vegas? So, like, we took that and then we put our own stamp on it. And that's why we're here. And I think we still have the best place in Vegas. Oh, uh, the beer's been really good. Uh, pretty kick-ass bite you guys have. And so, like... Outside of going to casinos, what are four things that we should do in Vegas? That's an honest Well, if you want to get out of the city and not do anything, beer or whatever, like go to Red Rock Canyon, hike around there. Um, if you want to do something more alcohol-related, we just did the that Lost uh, Spirits distillery tour. That was amazing. That's right down at Area 15. That's really cool. Um, if you want to go like farther north, Big Dogs is like a, I think that's like the, they were the original Holy Cow, so that's the first uh, brewery in Vegas. They switched locations and licenses or whatever, but that, like, if you want to go to a brewery, like one of the original brewery, Big Dogs is the place to go. Um, but yeah, that's what that's what I would do. Go out to Red Rock, do some hiking, uh, go to Lost Spirits for a nice yeah. tour, go out to Big Dogs. Snow right now. Oh, yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah, a little bit of snow. Is yeah, never snow bad. on the mountain. I mean, we have we have uh, you know a professional hockey team, professional football team in town. So you know we're a big city now. That's true. Yeah, the Raiders yeah. making making their way. It's pretty exciting, man. Yep. All right. Well, Las Vegas. I don't know. Uh, this this will be like my first real day of hanging out in Vegas. So uh, we started off very well here at Abel Baker. We'll see what happens after this. That will be for like the the fifth segment of the show <laughs> that we'll talk about later later. But uh, it's been really fun, man. I appreciate you guys having us out. Really badass spot. If you're around in Vegas, you definitely need to come by Abel Baker. Uh, man, the number one brewery in Las Vegas. Yeah, we appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Thanks for coming down, guys. Definitely. All right, on uh, behalf of Tom Painter, DJ Muscratch, and myself, man, I want to wish everybody a happy New Year. Cause, uh, and be safe. Be safe, because that's coming up. We'll see everybody next year. You can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com and other various dark, shady. Deep, deep, dark web. Yeah. Uh, just uh, OnlyFans and I don't know. What, there's, there's some others. Find know. us on Reddit. Shout out to all our fans <laughs> in Germany. <laughs> yeah, shout out to all of our fans in Germany. Now, everyone be safe this New Year's, and we'll see everyone in 2022. Take care.